Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hi everyone, this is Jen. I just wanted to give you a heads up that this episode is going to include spoilers. We are going to reference things that happen in future books and in future movies. So if you haven't gotten that far, if you're following along with us right now, you may hear things that you don't necessarily get quite yet. And you may want to kind of catch up a little bit, or you may just want to keep those things in the background of your mind. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Dueling Club. I'm Jen. I'm Al. And we've been gone for a while. Life gets in the way. I moved. You didn't move. Also, practicing this now, if you hear random sounds that sound crazy, it's because we're in my room with an air conditioner, and sometimes it decides that making a lot of noise, it's the setting it wants to be on. Fair enough. Yes. Sometimes I decide that the setting I want to be on is making a lot of noise. Same. It happens. Okay. We're a little weird. It's fine. You moved. I moved. I moved about 20 to 25 minutes away from here, depending on traffic. Yes. Um, And I feel a million times better. It's a bigger space. There's a lot of natural light. Um, which helps with utilities. Yes. Uh, the cats are happy. I finally finished unpacking this week because we, I took the week off of work. Mm-hmm. I finally finished unpacking for the most part. There's a couple of things, but it's like in the bedroom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that can happen whenever it happens. But like I have my little office set up and it's literally the, the bus stop that he would take, that the boyfriend would take to go into the city is literally a hundred feet away from the front door of our building. You can't get much better than that. No. Unless he wanted door-to-door service. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's darn near door-to-door service. Work is good. Again, I took the week off, so it's really good right now. Um, My eating, not so good. That's what happens when you move, though. Yeah, that's why I'm not really upset about it, but I know that I don't want to go past today with that. Yes. Um, Yeah, I don't know what else to say. The, um, The election just happened in the U.S.? Yes. And we are happy about the results so far. Let's stay away from politics. Politics and religion are a thing that, like, well, technically, we brought up politics with with the whole thing that J.K. was doing. It's not necessarily politics; it's more of a morality kind of thing. Right. So, how about this? I actually posted it on on our Instagram just to vote. That's all. So, okay. The, the, Do your civic duty. Be involved. That's all. This is what I'm going to say. And it, it, it will be it will be a stance, but I'm not going to disparage anyone. Disparage? Disparage. Disparage. Anyone. I mean, you could say disparage, I guess. I'm not English. You're not English. <laughs> so, 
Um, True. I wanted Joe Biden to win. Okay. And that's it. Fair enough. I don't want to give an opinion on it. I don't want to talk about the other candidate. Right. I On our Facebook page, all I said... I think I did it on our Facebook page and on our, in Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think all I said was, I voted today. The lines weren't super duper long. Like, I put... Um, a picture of Dumbledore, you know, like the Uncle Sam poster, mm-hmm. where he's like, Dumbledore wants you to da da da. Mm-hmm. And then I said, my superpower is voting. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, today is the election in the US, and if you haven't already, go vote. And then mm-hmm. the hashtag was like, vote like your life depends on it. Um, and the next one was, because it does. Yeah. That's it. Anybody on both sides, people feel the same way. So all I wanted to say was everybody exercise your right to vote. If you are in the United States, you should be active in your politics locally and on the federal level as well. Locally, state, federal. That's how the, the country was founded. We the people. If we the people are not involved, then it's not our government. I just That's think that all. if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. That as well. Not that you should, not that complaining will get you anywhere anyway, but at least you tried. Inaction is tantamount to consent. If you don't do something, you are part of the problem. Mrs. Sully. Rest in peace. That was our eighth grade teacher. Okay, so Al is, is nine years younger than me. I think yes. we've mentioned this before. And we had the same eighth grade teacher. She was phenomenal. And she didn't let anyone get away with anything. No, and she was extremely no. fair. She was, she was what I would say, like she would be the closest to a Professor McGonagall too. She, she is my favorite teacher of all time. Uh, hello. That's why I said she's like Professor McGonagall. True. Fair enough. Or Professor McGonagall is like her. I don't know. I knew Mrs. Sully first. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. True. Um, maybe that's why I love Professor McGonagall. She, they're, they're very similar. They'll, they'll laugh, they'll laugh and joke with you, but when it's time for, like, serious stuff, there is no... Just, I, I forgot to turn off notifications on my phone, but guess I'm what? I did it now. I'm gonna do the same. Um, no, that, that's, she's, she was fair, she's funny, she's compassionate. Um, a, a quick story for something that affected me a lot as a kid was I was very bored during middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if During it's your the, middle school years, yeah. which would be 6th, 7th, and 8th grade yes. if you're not in the United States. Yeah, just so you're aware. Um, I don't know if it was because I, I, I was above that or because I just didn't like school. I mean, I can say now I didn't like school, but then... Yeah. Um... So she, we had a thing in eighth grade that we were at the first Friday or like every Friday, something like that. We were allowed to order Chinese food. I think you had that tradition as well. Um, my family didn't have the money for it. So I could very rarely participate in that. Um, Mrs. Sully noticed that, I don't know, that, that I knew the stuff, but I wasn't applying myself. So one day she held me back after class and she told me that 
she wasn't happy with my performance because she knew I could do better. And I told her I was bored. Which usually a teacher would like be like extremely offended, I guess, about at that. Um, some teachers would be. And she's like, I get it, but you need to do your best. And so she told me that if I aced our two tests a week, because it was like one was a comprehension test and one was uh, spelling and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, she's like, if you get better than 95 on both of them, I will buy you Chinese food on Friday. Man, she knew you were food motivated, huh? She knew me better than I knew myself. And yeah. so, 100 both tests the next week. And then on Friday, I I I remember, but I didn't want to bring it up. Because it, like, made me feel like I was asking for something. And she, she got everyone's order, and she's like, so what do you want, Alvaro? And I was like, I want this. And she got it for me, and it... No teacher really has ever tried that hard for me. Yeah. Well, my story is I was bored. Mm-hmm. In eighth grade, I was bored. Um, I was... If, if I had been in, in, in public school, I would have been in the gifted and talented program, mm-hmm. along with a good five other people in my class. And saying that out of a class of, I think we were 16, is a big deal. Small class sizes because of Catholic school, by the way. Yes. Um, Private Catholic school. Yes. Um, And I decided one day that I wasn't going to do my homework. Mm -hmm. And that was the day that apparently my best friend also decided that she wasn't going to do her homework. Mm -hmm. And we both got in trouble we got separated from where we usually sat which was right next to each other mm-hmm. she put us on the opposite ends of the classroom and gave us both detention mm-hmm. not with each other and she basically berated me during detention and was like what are you doing you're better than this what's happening and i said i just didn't want to do it i was bored it was annoying i didn't want to do it and she said does does your mom know that you have detention right now? And I was like, no, she could just thinks I'm here with hanging out with you. That's my dog. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, how would your mom feel? If, how would your mom or dad feel if I told them that you had detention right now? I'm like, don't. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, look, if you from now on do all of your homework, I won't tell your parents. But I know you're better than this. And never, ever again did I not do my homework for her. Yep. Well, she was, she's the best teacher I've ever had. Yeah. To the point where I would go and go with mom to pick you up sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I would stop by and say hi to her. And when I was in college, um... The first year or two, I went back a couple times just to say hi to her. And then when I found out she passed away, it was devastating. Because she was one of those teachers. She's one of those teachers you never forget. Speaking of teachers. Yes. Today's episode is not going to be like what we're used to. It's going to be about the different magical schools. Yes. If, I'm not sure, are there spoilers for this? 
I try to be as spoiler free no, as possible. No, no, These special episodes are going to be spoiler heavy. You can't be spoiler free. Okay, well then we can just mention it. Okay. I didn't okay. type it up, but, but we, we can mention okay, it. Okay, okay. So um, I will put at the beginning of this, I, or I will have already put at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. that there are going to be spoilers. Um, special kind of episode. So And the next one's special too. They're yes. both going to be special episodes that are... Very, very spoiler heavy. So if 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 you are one of those beautiful people who is reading Harry Potter for the first time, skip these until later. Yes. Far, far later until you're done with the series. Pretty much. We're, we try as much as we can with the regular chapter episodes, but this is something that you can't really do. It would be a disservice for us to try and make this spoiler free. Yes. It, 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 would, it would be a disservice to you guys if we made this spoiler free because it'd be about vague while trying to also be specific. Yes. It's kind of like... Weird. Yes. Moving on. So, magical schools. You know what would be great if what? all of these magical schools had social media that you could like, follow, and subscribe to, but we have those. So, I mean... On Facebook, we have a Facebook group, Instagram, Twitter, like, follow, subscribe, comment. We will answer your comments, message us, we'll answer your messages. We love you. Okay, thanks. Moving on. What? Nothing. Hey, I'm just trying to put it in there. We actually have gotten a few new likes while we've been away, and I appreciate you guys. All of you, all of our new people, all of our returning people, you're wonderful and we love you. Yes. So, on to what we were talking about. Our magical schools. Our schools of witchcraft and wizardry. Yes. So, um, obviously there's Hogwarts. Yes. We know tons about Hogwarts. We're not even going to get into Hogwarts right now. We will talk about it, obviously, mostly from memory because we've read the books so many times that we can say these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's more than just Hogwarts out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've heard of three. We've heard we've heard of two rather from Goblet of Fire, and then we have the third one from the Fantastic Beast films, which we haven't gone over. Which we probably should. We will eventually. I'm not sure if we should do it after the series. I think we should do it after the series because there's some throwbacks and it kind of ties in and it makes sense. And yeah, some things that don't make sense. There's some some plot holes that are big enough for us to walk through. But whatever. So what's the French school? Beaubaton. And then what's the Nordic school? Is it Nordic or would it just be like Eastern European? Northeastern European? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we have the American school. Ilvermorny. Ilvermorny. And I say it that way because of its roots. Yes. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we haven't really gone into Fantastic Beasts, but we will. Yep. Um, yeah. So we do we do know for sure that there have to be other schools because it's hinted at based off of what Harry sees in um, the beginning of Goblet of Fire when they're at the Quidditch World Cup. 
the grounds for the Quidditch World Cup. He sees a sign for some that some witches are holding that says Salem Witch Association. So he's got to assume that there's witches worldwide and that there's schools worldwide. Mm-hmm. And he sees, you know, these these what he I think they he mentioned African wizards in in traditional clothing. Yeah. Like they're from everywhere. Mhm. And he seems surprised to realize that Bulgaria has its own Ministry of Magic. Like, it's a thing. It, it makes you wonder the structure of the government, the, the governmental system of wizards. Well, yes. Which, again, leads into the school structure of these wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, according to... And all of this is from... Wizarding World or Pottermore because that's the definitive like written by JK so I didn't want to go out there and say things that weren't verifiable yes um but it's all there unfortunately Wizarding World is not as user friendly as Pottermore was where you could just type something into the search bar and press enter and it would show up this you have to actually click on JK's writings and scroll through all of it to look for it. Yeah. So it wasn't easy. Nope. But for you guys, anything. So there's a an actual little snippet from the Wizarding the Magical Schools site that says the number of countries that have their own magical schools is minuscule compared to those that do not. This is because the wizarding population of most countries choose the option of homeschooling. Occasionally, too, the magical community is given mm-hmm. in a given country is tiny or far-flung and correspondence courses have been found a more cost-effective means of educating the young. So, again, remember, we know that Hogwarts, before Hogwarts was founded... Magical children were being taught by their parents. Yes. Done. Well, I don't remember which book it's mentioned in. I don't remember either at this point. But they mentioned that homeschooling is like a very real thing. Yeah. They like... it. I think Hagrid even said like it's dangerous to send your kid to Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. Well, especially if your kid is going to Hogwarts while Harry Potter's there. I mean, true. Because it's like every year Voldemort's trying to kill him. Yes. So you don't want your kid to be caught up in that. True. So, um, according to everything, anything, anywhere, Mm -hmm. including Wizarding World, but not just Wizarding World, there are 11 prestigious magical schools and they're all registered. Those 11 are registered with the International Confederation of Wizards. Again, there are smaller ones everywhere that aren't registered, but they're less regulated. Mm-hmm. And although we know that there are 11 schools, there is little to, that should say no instead mm-hmm. of no, whatever, mm-hmm. information on uh, five actually five. Four of them, because at least we know the name of the other one. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm gonna go over them in the the amount of info. We're going to go over them mm-hmm. in the amount of information that's available. Mm-hmm. Instead of going like Hogwarts and then everybody else, it's blah 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 yeah. blah blah. Okay. 
So I'm assuming the difference between a prestigious school, air mm-hmm. quotes, versus smaller schools is the amount of protection the schools have and offer. Yes. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. What we know for sure about all of these schools is we don't know where they're located for sure. Mm-hmm. Why don't we know where they're located for sure? Well, we find out through the Harry Potter series that the schools, specifically the ones in the Triwizard Tournament, but all of them, are unplottable. Yep. So you can't be like, oh, here it is on a map. No, it doesn't exist on a map. It's not there. Yeah. So I think that's... Why is she calling? Okay. I don't know. She's just living her best life. Okay. Yes. So I think that that goes with... What I was saying where that because they're so, so prestigious that they do have lots of protection, unplottable charms, um, anti-muggle protection. Um, that comes up too. Yeah. So um, it actually says, I was reading through all of it, and it says that they have all of these things for protection to keep young witches and wizards safe from both foreign and domestic threats. So the domestic threat, like like you have mentioned here, is like people apparating onto the school grounds who've attended yes. Hogwarts. You never know. Because remember, mm-hmm. Tom Riddle went back to Hogwarts yeah. after he was done. After he had already started becoming Lord Voldemort. Yeah. So it makes sense that you wouldn't want someone like him... him or his followers, Death Eaters. Or anyone who has any kind up. of bad intentions towards the school or its students. Right. Like, the second that your child is at Hogwarts, Hogwarts is kind of responsible for your child mm-hmm. in a normal school as well. Yes. So I think that, like I said, that's what sets the bigger schools apart from the smaller schools, is that they have protection and power. Yes. But you have to also remember that it's not just foreign and domestic Mm -hmm. magical threats Mm -hmm. it's also foreign and domestic muggle threats so you have to remember that magical folks have historically faced a lot of discrimination at the hand of non-magical folks Mm -hmm. um whether you want to call them muggles or nomages depending on where you're from or no magic so this this is the weird thing for me so i there is the theory Mm -hmm. which i buy into that there was a magical, non-magical war mm-hmm. before World War One, okay. and the majority of of age wizards who participated were taken down. They were killed because if you look at how many students there are at Hogwarts, Harry's year is. Gryffindor, like the Gryffindor guys, is how mm-hmm. many of them? Five. Seamus, Dean, Neville, Ron, and, and Harry. Harry. But they were the, the generation of the first Wizarding World War. I, I know, but I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that, that's like, think about how many people were, there's like a census that you could actually look at for, for the UK then. The population of wizards to non-magical folk is like point zero 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 zero. It's like a ridiculously small percentage. It doesn't make sense. Well, again, we don't it, know. We don't okay. know how many children come out as squibs 
But then we also don't know how many kids come from non-magical families. So those variables kind of not necessarily cancel each other out, but there's some kind of equalization there. Um, I would think that it would make sense that magical people and non-magical people are living side by side. If there is something happening in the whole world, like a, a world war, yes. that magical people would feel compelled to fight side by side because it's not just the the muggles that are going to be affected, it's going to be them as well. Mm-hmm. So I would think that they would be at a higher risk of being injured because they're not used to non-magical methods of destruction. Mm-hmm. And remember that wizards are not just susceptible to to wizard ailments like dragon pox. They're also susceptible to, to non-magical ailments like scurvy. I don't know why scurvy came to mind, oh, but yeah. like polio chicken pox um small pox the spanish flu like but then but then we go into the wizarding law in which it is prohibited to show yes. your magical abilities in front of a non-magical person it it seems odd that wizard kind hasn't taken that taken that step to sort of put themselves above standard humanity which is it sounds wrong but if you think about it... Well, that's what they the Slytherin... I, that's what Salazar Slytherin wanted. Yeah. Not all Slytherins, but, but then, that's what Salazar but then, Slytherin wanted. But then why why the need to hide in the shadows? I'm not saying... Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want some random group of people to come out right now in real life and be like, yeah, we can use magic, so like we own you or we're above you. That would be awful. I'm saying in, co- in the context of the story, like there's there's all these powerful people. Like one wizard could take out an army of, of just people, right? With like a couple of spells, it's not hard. Yes, but it's also you have to let another group of people decide what happens to them. It's called self determination. So they have to allow non magical folk to develop at the rate they're supposed to develop it i mean like technologically speaking um medically speaking things like that so that's not interfering so i think that's where the whole idea of the statute of secrecy comes from so that they don't interfere also you have to remember that in medieval times if you did anything that was outside of the norm you were a quote-unquote witch and you got murdered but so, that, that still doesn't make sense to me, because, like, someone's like, I'm coming for you. It's like, stupid boy. <laughs> like, frick off. What? Yes, but then people have actual proof that witches and wizards exist. So you can't do that. Witness? Obliviate. And if, if, even if you're if you're more sinister, vada kadabra, vada kadabra, vada kadabra. No one lives to tell a tale. True. So, like, that. that's why, like, this whole... This whole thing that they, there has to be like a, this, it's like such a big secret. It's like it works for the book, but, in, but it's in, not how in, it played in your life. Exactly, I agree with you there. So anyway, speaking of muggles, so we also know that you mentioned it. 
the schools have muggle repelling charms or illusion charms on them. So remember back when we were watching the Quidditch, when we were watching, <laughs> when we were talking about the Quidditch World Cup, uh, the actual grounds of the Quidditch World Cup had charms on it that if a muggle happened to get close, they would suddenly remember an appointment or something and go away. Mm-hmm. And we find out from Hermione and Hogwarts, a history, mm-hmm that Hogwarts also has an illusion charm that instead of seeing the school and the grounds as is, muggles see it as ruins and with signs that say danger, don't enter. Um, which, speaking of Fantastic Beasts, it's one of those things that I always find interesting that when they go back in Crimes of Grindelwald, mm-hmm. um, Everybody's super in awe of Hogwarts, except for uh, Kowalski, mm-hmm. who's like looking around, and you don't realize until that moment that he's a muggle, and to mm-hmm. him, it looks like ruins. Mm-hmm. So why would everyone be in awe of ruins? Yeah. Unless it's like the Coliseum. Something else, by the way, that I just remembered that you mentioned about, like, Getting sick with muggle ailments as well. Mm-hmm. They can't. Because in Fantastic Beast 1, they actually, um, Newt actually says there are slight physiological differences between muggles and wizards, which is why muggles have that adverse reaction to being bitten by Murtlap. Murt, not Murtlap. Is it the Murtlap? It might be. But that, that magical creature that bit Kowalski. Yeah. That. So I think that there actually is. So. I guess it would have to be a virulent enough strain mm-hmm. and something that mutates to also affect you. But what if muggles could catch dragonpox? Well, I hope not. There's literally no way that they could They would not anything. survive that. No. They would just... Okay. Anyway, maybe that's what COVID is. Dragonpox. Okay. Anyway, going back to this... Um, and we also know that almost all of the 11 schools share these two things in common. They're either landlocked, which makes sense. Um, they're almost all landlocked, which makes sense because you want to be able to see wherever anyone's trying to attack you from. Also more unlikely to be randomly discovered. Yes. Because, you know, someone on a ship just decides to sail on the coast and they've never been to this region, they go and boom. There's a magical school. Right. Um, and they're usually in mountainous areas. Again, using the terrain to keep you more concealed. And to make it harder for somebody to... Actually get there physically. Actually get there, physically yeah. get there and attack you. Yep. Because you have time to mount a defense. So now, we're talking about the schools. Woohoo! So, you can start with this one, because I tried to say that name a million times, and it sounded bad every single time. Um, So, there's the Russian school. It's Koldovstoretz. Yes. And that's... Sure. It it sounds legit. Koldovstoretz. Sure. Koldovstoretz. Yes. Okay. Um, So, it's mentioned in actually a Sony video game, um, which... J.K. was heavily involved in. Uh, so J.K. was involved with them a lot earlier on. Yes. I think they still have to get an okay from her. Yes. But I doubt that she puts... So much so care and attention. 
Especially, like, late, like, uh, in the later years of the franchise's life. Right. Um, so, and it's included in a section of information from Pottermore in the 2014-2015 edition of, editions of the Harry Potter books. Um, so, the name is interesting. Because it's an, another example of the wordplay we're used to seeing from JK. Mm-hmm. The name is a combination of a couple of Russian words. There is Koldovstov, which means magic, witchcraft, wizardry. And they're not sure it's either Chovritz, which means creator, or Dovritz, meaning royal palace. And either Tolvaretz meaning creator. So it basically means royal magical palace. Essentially. Very roughly translated. And the only thing we actually know about it is that the students there play their version of Quidditch on completely uprooted trees, not on broomsticks. (laughs) Literally all we know. And that's it. Yeah. Nothing else is verifiable anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Russian school. There we go. That's school number one. Uh, the next school that we know a little bit more about is the Brazilian school, mm-hmm. Castelo Bruxo. Okay. Um, and I actually wrote a little note here where it's near and dear to our hearts because all of our great-grandparents and a good portion of our grandparents were Brazilian. Yep. Um, students from all over South America can go here. Unlike some of the other schools, this school is not um, located in a mountain. It's actually deep in the rainforest. The Amazon rainforest. Yes. Just like Hogwarts, this beautiful castle and its grounds will appear as ruins to any muggles who stumble upon it. Mm-hmm. And there's some argument as to who came up with the idea first. But I swear, it, it, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a good idea in general. Exactly. Um, it's a gigantic square building made of golden rock, often compared to a temple. Which, again, makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because Amazons, temples, Aztecs, Mayans. Like, that's that's what that mm-hmm. region was back when this was created. Very much so, um, the feel. Yes. Like, like uh, obviously, geographically speaking, we understand that the Aztecs and Mayans weren't in the yeah. rainforest, but if you think about the time period in which all of this was created, it makes sense that it would have that kind of influence. What if the magical people in, like, the Mayan, the Mayan, the magical Mayans mm-hmm. just migrated a little south? Yeah. Done. They were like, boom, here we are. Yeah, I mean, that sounds very, very much so like something that happen yes um so we find out that we find that they have a new magical creature and they are guards of the school they're called how it looks they yeah what you said the capora are small furry spirit beings who are mischievous and tricky which reminds me of cornish pixies at this Mm -hmm. point um, that we already know of, who typically only come out at night to watch over the students and the rainforest creatures. Yes. So they're guardian spirits. That's but they just like to have some fun. 
Well, so here's some more stuff that we find out that maybe they're not exactly like Cornish pixies. Maybe they're a little worse. Former Castello Bruxo headmistress Benedita Duardo was once heard to laugh heartily on an exchange visit to Hogwarts when headmaster Armando Dippet, which who was the headmaster when Tom Riddle was at school. Yes, so before the, the headmaster directly before Albus Dumbledore, yes, um, complained of Peeves the poltergeist. Her offer to send him some Kipura for the Forbidden Forest uh, to show you what trouble is, what trouble really is, was not accepted. Mm-hmm. So if he, if the Kipura are more like Peeves than Cornish Pixies, no thanks. We're good. Um, students at the school wear bright green robes, which again makes sense to me because they're in the rainforest and the foliage is usually bright, vibrant green. So they're kind of trying to hide. Um, and they're known for excelling at herbology and magizoology, mm-hmm. which again makes sense to me. Because they're in a rainforest. The rainforest is this beautiful ecological system that has be- amazing plants with medicinal purposes. And you need to know whether it's poisonous or can can help you. And same for animals. You need to know whether they're going to be friendly or not friendly. True. Um, they offer an exchange student program um, for, I'm not sure if it, if it, it's extended to other European schools, mm-hmm. but we know that it was offered to Bill Weasley. So they could, and as you said, a former headmistress visited Hogwarts, so it could be that they have good relations. It, on on Wizarding World, mm-hmm. they actually refer to each other as sister schools. That's interesting. Yes. I wish it played more of a part in the series, though. Yes. Instead of, oh yeah, Bill Weasley was going to do an exchange program there, and he couldn't because our family didn't have enough money, so his pen pal, who he had there, got really upset and sent him, like, a something cursed shrunken nasty. head. Something nasty. I think it was a cursed shrunken head or something like it that. It might have been. It didn't say. It just said yeah. something nasty. But the one cool thing about Castella Bruxo, okay, um, they have a lot of famous ex-students actually. Yes. Um, there's um, Libatius Borge, mm-hmm. which we've actually heard the name of later on in the series. Mm-hmm. I think in advanced potion making, um, and he also has Asiatic antivenoms and have yourself a fiesta in a bottle. Which makes sense that he has Asiatic antivenoms. Because they're really good at herbology. Yeah. And Zhao Coelho? Coelho? Coelho. Coelho. We're going to go Coelho. Captain of the world-renowned Quidditch team, the Tarapoto Tree Skimmers. Which makes sense because they come up with another school. Boom. Okay. (laughs) We both boomed at the same time. Okay, the next school. So we've talked about two. Mm-hmm. School number three that we know of is Oagadu. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest school in Africa. And it's actually the largest of all magical schools. It makes sense because it's carved into a freaking mountainside. Sorry. And, I mean, everybody in Africa is True. there. Yeah. I mean, 
there again, there are smaller ones throughout Africa, and a lot of people will homeschool. Um, but this is one, w the one that's lasted at least a thousand years and has in, an international reputation mm -hmm. for various reasons. Uh, magical kids from all over Africa can go here, and like other schools, this one is hard to find as its address is only ever mentioned as Mountains of the Moon, which I ended up like, what does that even mean? They might excel, excel at something like astrology or something, or so, astronomy type. So, I got the mountains part. I'm assuming that they're in a yeah. mountain. We find out in a second. That they are. Mm -hmm. But, like, can you only see it at night? What's happening? What is the moon relation? So, again, yes, it's in the mountains. And it's actually carved out of a mountainside like and I is said. shrouded in mist, making it appear to be floating in midair. So maybe that's what it is, that it just looks like it's floating. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that this was the coolest thing ever, how they find out that they're going to the school. Students receive notification of their acceptance from dream messengers sent by the current headmaster or headmistress. As the name implies, the dream messengers appear to the accepted child in their dreams, in their sleep, and will leave a token in the child's hand, usually an inscribed stone. So like the kid wakes up with the stone in their hand after having had a dream that they've been accepted to a wagadu. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's much more magical sounding than, like, Hogwarts acceptance process. Someone comes to you in a dream and is like, you're a wizard. <laughs> and then you wake up and it's like... You I have a stone that says, I you're a wizard. Wizard stone. <laughs> right? Yes. I do like how Hogwarts enrolls... In people. Yes, that we'll get cool. there. Yeah. Yes. There's um, a lot about Hogwarts, because yeah. obviously... Because we know. So, um... This is unique to only this school, although other schools have their other modes of acceptance. Also important to note is that they are renowned for two major things. One, their non-use of wands. I know that's worded awkwardly, but you understand in a second. Mm. And two... Their transformations. In regards to their non-use of wands, it, the, the Wizarding World site said, The wand is a European invention, and while African witches and wizards have adopted it as a useful tool in the last century, many spells are cast simply by pointing a finger or through hand gestures. Mm -hmm. This gives Wagadu students a sturdy line of defense when accused of breaking the international statute of secrecy. I was only waving. I never meant his chin to fall off. Mm. <laughs> so, literally, they go poop, 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 nonverbal. They just move their hands in, in some way, and they can make your chin fall off. Yep. And I know that that was just an example given, but if it was an example given, it probably was because it happened in the fictional world. Whatever. It's not fictional. Moving on. And as for the transformations, we find out that at a symposium for Animagi, Animagi, whatever, the Wagadu school team uh, attracted a lot of press when their exhibition of synchronized transforming caused a near riot 
Many older and more experienced witches and wizards felt threatened by 14-year-olds who could turn at will into elephants and cheetahs, and a formal complaint was lodged with the International Confederation of Wizards by Adrian Tutley, who is an animagist who turns into a gerbil. Imagine take imagine going through the long, arduous process of learning how to transform and become an animagist, mm-hmm. and then going, I'm a gerbil. <laughs> and then you see you... all these 14-year-olds who turn into elephants and tigers and cheetahs and panthers and, and giant cobras and, like, really? So this makes me wonder something. I think we've had this discussion before about what your animagus form is. Mm-hmm. Is it, like, predetermined? Yeah, you have no control over what it's going to be. So then my question is, it sounds like it's very similar to a Patronus. Your Patronus and your Animagus form can be the same thing, but not always. I actually looked that up in the event that we had this conversation. And then I continue forward Uh with the same line of thought. Can, because we know that Patronuses can change. Animagus states cannot change. You are what you are for the rest of your life. Okay. Interesting. See, I looked it up. I had because you had the same thought. I did have the same thought because we know that Patronuses can change. If yes, create if something really um, traumatic happens or something that changes you at your core. Yes, your Patronus can change. Yes, okay, that's cool. Okay, this is more. This is like based around schools, but also like a very general knowledge Harry Potter. Yes, kind of thing right now. Um, and again. Like like Castello Bruxo, we have a long list of celebrated ex students, which includes Babadij Akingbade, who succeeded Albus Dumbledore as the supreme mugwomp of the International Confederation of Wizards. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're gonna gloss over the rest of them and just keep going. So that was school number three. School number four. I love this school, but I want you to talk about them. <laughs> okay. I'll so, butt in when I want to. So it's the Japanese school. Yes. And it's... Um... Mahotokoro. That's, that's weird, because like I've watched a lot of anime, and I know usually where Jap- like Japanese adds the inflection, so it's sound, it looks wrong to me. That's the, 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 way, that, that's the way that ch- it's on... Wizarding World. Because it's, to me, it's Mahuto Ko'o. Maho Toko. I can't do it. I did it perfectly. Tokoro? Maho Tokoro. Because magic in Japanese is like Maho. Yeah, but this is Maho. Tokoro. Maho Tokoro? Okay, but that's what they, that's what it said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maho Okoro. Mahu Tokoro. Yeah, Mahu Tokoro. Mahu Tokoro. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Um, it's the Japanese school, but it's the it, the smallest out of the 12 most... 11. Pre- or 11, sorry, most prestigious schools. Um, it has the smallest student body, um, but it takes the youngest students as well, starting at 7 instead of 11 at Hogwarts is. Right, but the 7-year-old... The 7 to 11-year-olds are transported... Every day, yes. to and from the school, like to and to the school from their home and back home, 
at the end of the day. Um, and they're transported by a flock, not a Glock, because that's a gun, by a flock of giant storm petrels, which is a type of a seabird. Very, I had to actually look it up. This is a very studio, like, Ghibli kind of thing. Yeah. I just thought that it was interesting. Like, really? Okay. The school itself is said to be a beautiful palace made of mutton fat jade. I don't no even idea. know how you make jade out of mutton fat, oh, but we'll okay. Just say, we'll just say jade. Okay. Made of jade. Made of jade. It stands on the topmost point of the seemingly uninhabited believed by moguls, uninhabited, yes. volcanic island of Mi, Minami. Minami, Iwo Jima. There you go. I know Iwo Jima. I mm-hmm. knew that one. Keep going. Students are given enchanted robes upon arrival to the school. These enchanted robes grow in size along with the student, and they also change in color as the student becomes more knowledgeable. Yes. So they actually start off as a pale pink, and if you get top marks in all subjects... They can change to gold. Yep. This is the part that I'm like, I've told you this before, and I love this. If they turn white, however, this means that the student has betrayed the Japanese wizard's code and adopted illegal practices, a.k.a. dark magic, or they broke the international statute of secrecy. Yes. And the term turning white in the Japanese school is considered so terrible that it results in immediate expulsion from the school and a trial at the Japanese Ministry of Magic. So see, now we know that there is a whole bunch of other ministries of magic. Like, we get further confirmation that there are all these other ministries of magic. They have their own rules. Underlying it is the International Statute of Secrecy, obviously, and other things that I'm sure are international. But, like, don't mess up. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, they're known for two well-known things, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, their impressive academic prowess and their Quidditch um, yes. reputation. So, I actually put this in here straight from the site because I thought it was awesome. Um, legend has it uh, that... It was introduced. It was introduced to Japan centuries ago. It means Quidditch. Yes. By a band of foolhardy Hogwarts students who were blown off course during an attempt to circumnavigate the globe on wholly inadequate broomsticks. Rescued by a party of wizarding staff from the the Japanese school who had been observing the movements of the planets, they remained as guests long enough to teach their Japanese counterparts the rudiments of the game, a move they lived to regret. Every member of the Japanese Quidditch team and the current Champions League winners, the Toyohashi Tengu, attributes their prowess to the grueling training they were given at the Japanese school, where they practice over sometimes turbulent seas in stormy conditions, forced to keep an eye out not only for bludgers, but also for planes from Muggle, from the Muggle Air Boys, Air, Air Boys, really. Air base. You're English. You're on a neighboring island. I love it. Yeah. So they learned how to play Quidditch coincidentally and became like world class players because of how crazy their training is at school. That's awesome. Well, that's one of those things that, uh, um, 
how can I say this? So there's a lot of different teams, world teams of sports that are known for being exceptional because of the areas in which they have to train. They're, they're, you know, if they're in higher elevation, they have to learn how to, how to train in slightly oxygen depleted areas. Um, they have to learn how to breathe differently to be able to handle that kind of situation. So it makes them better equipped to deal with being fatigued during a sporting event because they've already figured out how to alter their breathing. Yeah. So it makes sense that because of their former training, that this is what they also experience. Did you know that? I don't know. Yeah. Wow. So now we go to one of the ones we actually know a little bit about. But you'd be surprised at how little there is to learn about it further. So the story is very much so obviously focused on Harry Potter. Yes. But I think it was also a disservice not to focus on the world at large. Yes. I feel like after Harry Potter was finished, it wouldn't have been a bad idea to go back in and flesh out the world a little more. Yes. Because it's interesting. The world is interesting. Uh, I agree. And that that's my thing. I'm going to bring it up again. I don't care. Fight me. But that's like the big thing for me for Twilight is the world around the main story is awesome. Don't smile all sarcastically, you little frick. So, <laughs> Paul Beton. This is the French school. Yes. Um, that we are introduced to in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And interestingly enough, it has more students than Hogwarts. So does Thermstrang. But we'll go there in a second. Um, That's what I'm saying. In the UK, there was a fight between wizards and non-wizards. 100%. They're believed to be located somewhere in the Pyrenees. Again, mines. Mm -hmm. Anyone who has ever visited speaks of the breathtaking beauty of the chateau of the school. Um, surrounded by formal gardens and lawns created out of the mountainous landscape all done by magic. Um, although mostly French students, obviously, because they're located in the French mountains, um, Beaubaton also has Spanish, Portuguese, du Dutch, Luxembourgians, and Belgians who attend the school. Which makes sense to me. The grounds and castle construction were partially funded by Nicholas and Paranel Flamel, who met at Beaubaton when they were teens. There is even a fountain in the middle of the school's park believed to have healing and beautifying properties, which is named for them. Hey, Nicholas Flamel, you remember that name, right? Mm -hmm. It's from Harry Potter and the Philosopher slash Sorcerer's Stone. The Alchemist And who, the movie. And the movie. And the other movie, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald movie. Yes. Um, he's an alchemist who was 665 years old at the start of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's slash Sorcerer's Stone. Um, yeah, that guy. Mm -hmm. So, if he's an alchemist, and alchemists are known for changing regular things to gold, that is their, their lore, 
it would make sense that they would be able to partially fund the construction and upkeep of the magical school. Also, if he's 665 years old and there's a fountain named after him and his wife, who is 664, and it's got healing and beautifying properties, allegedly, mm -hmm. it would make sense as well. Yeah. Um, Bobaton is another school like Castello Rushu, uh, who has a decent relationship with Hogwarts, but it's there is a very real rivalry between them. Think like Army-Navy. They yeah. have a very real rivalry when it comes to sports and things. Um, especially when it comes to the Triwizard Tournament with uh, Bobaton and its 62 wins and Hogwarts with its 63 wins. So, that's interesting. Um, and, again... We get famous students, or famous ex-students. Famous alumni? Let's go with famous alumni. The second one, last name. So we get, obviously, the Flamels. Uh, Vincent Duke de Trefle Peak, who escaped the terror, the terror, by casting a concealment charm on his neck and pretending that his head had already been cut oh, off. So what oh, is so the the French Revolution. Gotcha. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yes. This one. Luke Milfoy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. The famous pastry maker. It <laughs> makes sense. I'm gonna die. No. Milfoy. 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 Milfoy? Milfoy. Sure. And Muggle Poisoner. That, by the way, the reason why we laughed is because that's legitimately a pastry. Yeah. So that, that makes me think that that was named after him. Yeah, probably. Because he was an infamous pastry maker. And that's the part that sealed it. I was like, no, I was reading it. And Flora Delacour, who fought... Who was in the Triwizard Tournament mm -hmm. with Harry Potter and the three... That wasn't her best accolade, though, because she got fourth place. She got four, fourth place. Out of four. I... <laughs> she got fourth place. There wasn't fourth. even supposed to be a fourth person, and she got yeah, fourth place. Yeah, like... Yeah. Well, technically, she got third. Anyway, moving on. Um... She she's also known for fighting in the world famous Battle of Hogwarts in the Second Wizarding War, and was awarded medals of bravery from both the French and British ministries of magic. Headmistress Olympe Maxime is, in spite of her protestations to the contrary, half giantess, brilliant, elegant, and undeniably awe inspired. Yeah. Yes. So we're not we're not glossing over things. We're just telling you what it is. Um, Flora is also known for being married to Bill Weasley, uh, who unfortunately was attacked by Fenrir Greyback, mm -hmm. the same werewolf who attacked Remus Lupin as a child and made him into a werewolf. 
Um, Bill did not fully become a werewolf, but he did take on some wolf characteristics. But Flora and Bill, happily married, end up having three kids, right? And the first one, they have a year to the day, pretty much, after uh, the Battle of Hogwarts. And her name is Victoire, which is victory. Bum, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Our next school is Doomstrang. The other one that we learned about in Goblet of Fire. Yes. So it's been um, theorized that it's in the northern reaches of Europe because the of... The far north. Yes. Because of their fur-lined capes, which would make sense because it's it, cold. It's cold up there. And then I remember Ron fantasizing about chucking Malfoy off of a, of a, of a glacier. Yes. It's actually the most secretive of all the schools about its whereabouts. So it's unplottable. It's unsearchable. And anyone who wants to visit has to agree to have a memory charm performed on them. To erase their knowledge of how they even got there. Mm-hmm. Damn. But those visitors do speak of the vast, sprawling grounds with many stunning views. One of those impressive views is the spectral ship that is moored on a mountain lake behind the school that was used to get to Hogwarts for the Triwizard Tournament, and then students dive off, uh, off from during yeah. the summertime. They just go to the ship. Yeah. That looks like it could be a ghost ship. And they're like, into the lake. The school is known for only accepting pure-blood wizards as well, which is... An issue. (laughs) A little bit. We hear that as much from Draco Malfoy when they're going back to school in Goblet of Fire. And how he almost went there instead of Hogwarts. Because of that. Because we all know that the Malfoys are very pure-blood um, obsessed. Yes. Um, so because of that and also the fact that they actually teach the dark arts there. Instead of defense against the dark arts. Yeah. Has, it had, because of those factors, it has the worst reputation. I'm not going to say the worst, but the, the darkest. darkest reputation out of the 11 wizarding schools. And it's actually recorded three times in the history of the school that's fallen like into its reputation has fallen even more because of the leadership in the school yeah think of it like three terrible blemishes on his track record Mm -hmm. uh harfun munter took over shortly after the school founder the great bulgarian witch narita volkanov she's mentioned or that name is mentioned yes volkanov is it in goblet of fire it might be okay anyway Uh, mysteriously died. Munter I'm thinking Munter killed her. Yes. Okay. Munter established... Munter established Durmstrang's reputation for dueling in all forms of martial magic, which still remains to this day. I'm thinking the martial magic is actually the Dark Arts. Yes. Well, it's more of, let's fight and there's... Everything is allowed kind of thing. Yeah. Is what it's, it Which to me like. sounds like Dark Arts. Yeah. Because if you're already known for dueling, what do you need more the, worse stuff. The the cool thing is is that it does help um some of your student body who would need those skills for a, an occupation, but like everyone 
everyone needs to have those kind of duels and be a dueling champion. Yeah, but mm. it doesn't help their reputation. Yes. I'm just saying. <laughs> so the Ooh. next one is <sighs> Igor Karkaroff, mm-hmm. who was an ex-Death Eater, who took over as headmaster after being released from Azkaban um, for his involvement in the first Wizarding War. So basically, he got caught and he flipped on a bunch of mm-hmm. Death Eaters. Yep. Um, he, he's not a well-liked person at all. No one trusts him. No one really likes him. Um, he is an unprincipled and egotistical man who encouraged a culture of fear and intimidation among his students. We when actually he, see that in Goblet of Fire yeah. when he gets everybody in there. And he's only worried about Victor Crumb. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, he talks to them like they're trash. Yep. Many, like A lot of parents actually withdrew their children from attendance of Durmstrang because of him being the headmaster. And mm-hmm. um, so at the end of Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. we all know that Voldemort comes back. And... Guess who disappears? Well, we find out at the beginning of, um, I'm not sure if it's the beginning of Order of the Phoenix or something, but we find out that your car crop is dead. I don't think it's the beginning of it. I think it's like the beginning of, yeah, I think it's right at the beginning of Deathly Hollows. So Igor Karkaroff. We mentioned that he was hiding in like a cabin in some He goes into hiding for about a year and they find him murdered. Yep. Not just murdered, murdered. Yes. Like terribly. He hid from he hid from the people who he turned on. Mm-hmm. And they turned on him when they found him. Yep. And so the the last one is Gellert Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Um he was an ex pupil of Germany. He actually got expelled. In his sixth year, mm-hmm. for what were considered dark and twisted experiments and near fatal attacks on students. But my thing is, is that before that, before he got expelled, he kind of controlled the student body. Yes, he did. Like he literally owned the school. Yes, yes, he did. Sure. And he grew. He was ended up being considered one of the most dangerous wizards of the twentieth century. Another one being Lord Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Um, the only wizard ever able to stop him ended up being Albus Dumbledore, who defeated him in an hours-long legendary duel in 1945. Yes, because coincidentally, it aligns with the end of World War Two. Yes. Dun, dun, dun! We, we don't know if those have any kind of correlation, but... Technically, we kind of do. We have we assume because in Crimes of Grindelwald, mm-hmm. in Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald, we see when he's talking to his his audience, when he's trying to get people to come over to his side, mm-hmm. he uses imagery of from World War Two. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is that Fantastic Beasts Two takes place. After World War One, before World War Two, so is it that his vision that he saw was it World War Two? That's what I'm thinking. 
Um, which makes sense. He was showing them a vision of the future. Yeah. And where it was like you have to pick a side. Yes. Wow, that actually, dude. Yes. I'm I'm sad that I I don't know if he did it or not, but Johnny Depp and his whole having to step away from. So there's that okay. Mm-hmm. So. The civil case. Mm -hmm. It was a civil case. It wasn't a criminal case. Mm -hmm. The civil case has a lower threshold than the the criminal case to to prove what happened. Um, The civil case was ruled in favor of Amber Heard. Um, And, well, no. So the civil case, I don't know if the civil case was actually done, but the case that he lost was for, um, was against Sun Magazine or whatever it's called in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost that because the judge said that the civil case ha- showed enough evidence that they weren't talking crap. Mm-hmm. And because of that, Warner Brothers asked him, to no longer be involved in Fantastic Beasts. Um, There is enough evidence to show that he is not alone in the abusive nature of that relationship, at least that he's not alone. Amber Heard pooped on his bed, people. (laughs) I know that that's not the worst thing she did. She actually... There's there's video there's audio tapes audio recordings because I don't think it's tapes I think it's actually recordings of her saying admitting that she hit him admitting that she hit him domestic violence interpartner interpersonal partner violence is not acceptable doesn't matter who the person is what gender they identify with don't do it. This has been my TED Talk. So, um, yeah. In recent years, Durham Shank has tried to go through a renaissance of sorts and has produced some pretty outstanding alumni, including international Quidditch star Victor Crumb. Crumb, 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 Crumb. He, I mean, from what we're told and shown and all that stuff. He's a decent dude. he's, He's a good person. And he is an even better Quidditch player. He's a good person who wants he has to make sure. principles and standards yes. and a bottom line. And, like, and he wants to make sure that people understand that he's not about the Durmstrang bad reputation. Yeah, he's not That when he sees the symbol of the Deathly Hollows that um, Luna's dad, Xenophilius Lovegood, is wearing at Bill and Fleur's wedding, mm-hmm. that he's ready to fight him because he believes that it's a symbol of, of hatred, that it's uh, Gellert Grindelwald's symbol instead of it being the symbol of the Deathly Hollows. Mm-hmm. And he's ready to fight someone over it because he's experienced that as a symbol of hate and he doesn't want that around. I think it's because someone in his family or like other people at yeah. the very least other people's family members were I think he attacked said his grandfather was attacked yeah. or something yeah yeah makes so sense. it makes sense to me and this is where we end up having 
Ooh. tons of information. Um, I didn't even write well, down. Overmorning. Infor- yeah. Overmorning is without a doubt one of my favorite stories in the Harry Potter universe outside of the main story. Okay. So we don't hear anything about it in the seven Harry Potter nope. books. We hear about it in Fantastic Beasts yes. because that's where Tina and her daughter, her daughter, her sister Queenie, mm-hmm. went to school. Yes. Because it's the the U.S. school, mm-hmm. Ilvermorny, but it's tied to Hogwarts in very fascinating ways. So. I, I low-key wanted to read the entire thing for the podcast. I know, but we can't because we're already at a you minute, and, an hour and 11 minutes. You know what? I will record it myself during the week, and we can release it as an extra. Okay. So, Isolt Sayer yes. was the offspring of two pure-blood famous wizarding families. Mm-hmm. She's the one who... Who, who established Ilvermorny. Mm-hmm. So let's just get that out there. Her father, William Sayer, was a direct descendant of the famous, famous Irish witch Morgan. Morgan. More again. Yeah. I want to make sure that people don't think I'm saying Morgan instead yeah. of Morgan. Yeah. Okay. And Animagus, Animagus mm-hmm. who took on the form of a crow, who is all gets nicknamed after by her father, because he says that she resembles her. Well, the the Morrigan, mm-hmm. um, she's kind of like considered, I think, like almost as like a godly figure. Yeah. In in like Irish folklore. Oh yeah, and her mother, Rianach, Rianush. I'm pretty sure her name is Rianach Gaunt. <laughs> Gaunt is important. Yes. So she's actually a direct descendant of Salazar Slytherin. Mm -hmm. Salazar Slytherin being one of the founders of Hogwarts. Yes. Not the founder we all really like, but one of them. Um, At the age of five, in her beautiful home with her parents, which is interestingly enough named Ilvermorny. I love that in different countries you can name your home. Yeah. And it's considered acceptable to name your home. Because it, it meant something nice. I just remember yes. what it is right now. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. look. It I'm going to look at you talk. Yeah. Um, Isolt's, at the age of five, uh, Isolt's parents were attacked and murdered by Rianach's estranged sister, Gormleith. Yeah, Gormleith gone. Yes. Isolt was sub- subsequently kidnapped and raised by her crazy aunt, who was a fanatical, pure-blood... Um, who Green, believed, Green Island Hill. Okay, so that makes sense. Because Ireland is known for right. its lush rolling hills. That actually may be where... Wait. Oh, no, no. Where? Okay, where they were. Um, Caron to Hill, yeah. which means Green Hill Island. I'm not sure. I'm still looking what over money. Keep going. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Who believed that her sister's helpfulness towards muggles was setting Isolt on a dangerous path to intermarriage with a non-magical man. Uh, Isolt was forced to witness uh, torture and suffer isolation for 12 years because of her aunt's crazy beliefs. Her aunt even denied her admittance to Hogwarts once Isolt got her letter to go since she believed that the school had become terrible since there 
ancestor Salazar Slytherin's vision of wizards, wizard purity, um, not being fulfilled. But the stories did the opposite of what Gormleith wanted because it made Hogwarts a thing of legends for Isolt. Um, Isolt, after 12 years, was finally able to escape her aunt's home, that cottage, um, with her aunt's wand, which was actually a wand that was handed down through the generations that came directly from Salazar Slither. Yes. Also, there's two possible translations for Ilvermorny. Okay. There is um, Dreary Green Island. Okay. Um, which could be because... Because of Ireland, the murder. Green Island, dreary because of its end. <laughs> yes. Um, which people don't agree with. Yeah. I'm and the second agree. one is Green Island Hill, because Green Island, Ireland, Hill, um, Carn Tooth Tooth Hill, whatever, where where, where it was yeah. near near where it was situated, mm-hmm. has a lot of hills. That makes sense. So, Green Island Hill. Boom. Okay. She also leaves with a gold brooch in the shape of the Gordian knot. That used to belong to her mother, you know, the one who got murdered yes. by the sister. Um, she decides to try to flee to the UK, but Gormleith is able to track her down. So she cuts off her hair, dresses up as, dresses a, man. Up as a man, makes it over to the colonies, yes. the US. And separates herself from Separ- the actual, the non-muggles. Yes, separates herself. Or the non-muggles, the muggles. The, the, the nomadges. Yes. Um, she separates herself from the nomadges because she realizes that she can't live with them because Puritanism yes. is a, is very staunchly opposed to any kind of witchcraft or wizardry. Um, hence, Salem witch trials. Yes. Which weren't actually trials, they just killed witches. Yes. Anyway, so... Um, Isolt ends up fleeing into the mountains of Massachusetts, and this is where she lives on her own, and she doesn't realize that there are these magical creatures that she needs to be... It's slightly different. I've read it. I know. So, she leaves, and she finds new magical creatures she's never seen before. That's what I was just saying. Realize there's more. And while she's exploring, she happens upon... A magical creature fighting another magical creature. That's what I have there. I, I know, but I'm going to keep going to because I'm doing off memory and I love this story. Okay. So she ends up saving one of them, who we find out is a magical creature called the Pukwaji. Who is a short, gray-faced, long-eared creature distantly related to the European goblin. Yes. And what was attacking it was a hide-behind, which is similar to a... No. No. That's what it said. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought that, that it was it was considered something else. That it, it looks a lot like a creature, like a gnome. Okay. But its big thing is that it can hide behind anything. Hence the name. Hide behind. Um, and it's so fierce and vicious that it can disembowel you in a second before you even realize what's happening. Yes. So, the Pukwudgie, who she names William after her dad. Because they don't reveal their names because they don't like humans. Exactly. And because revealing your name is sort of like giving part of yourself to a human or something like that. Well, so outside of the outside of the Harry Potter universe, there is... That smells delicious. There is old magic. There's an idea of old magic. 
which, if you think about the story of Rumpelstiltskin, was a, a story about the old magic. If you tell somebody your name, you give them power power over you. Same for pictures as well. Same for pictures. Gives them a part of your soul. Mm -hmm. Um, And we see examples of that not only here, but we also see examples of that in Doctor Who. Where he tells a witch his name, the Doctor, and it nearly kills him. And the only reason it doesn't kill him is because he has two hearts instead of one. Yep. It's actually... And th- those are, like, real-life things. This yeah. isn't, like, like, a Harry Potter universe thing. That's, like, an actual, real, yeah. olden magic-like thing. Yes. So, uh, and belief system. That people actually still believe, by the way. Yes. Um, so, she saves William, and William is indebted to her. And he hates that he's indebted yes. to her. He grumbles about it all the time, because, again, Pukwudgies don't like humans. Yes, but... She kind of is on his good side-ish, so he ends up showing her around, showing her other magical creatures, the landscape, the world, basically. Including taking her down to the river where she finds the horned serpent serpent that she is strangely drawn to. And she tells William that that she can communicate with him, and he's like, no, you can't. And she's like, like, okay, I won't tell you any more of it because she doesn't understand that she is descended from who she is descended from. Yeah. So after a period, she actually comes, she she hears something happening in the distance and she investigates. No. William says, stay here. I'm going to go look for it. You're just a puny human. True. So he goes and she doesn't listen. Yes. So she follows him. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the hide behind that had almost killed William had just slaughtered a man and a woman mm-hmm. and seriously injured the man and the woman's two children, the two boys. Yes. Um, which, I don't remember the names right now, but I know their last name is Boot. Charlie and... Ch- Chadwick, my bad. Yes. Chadwick and Webster. Yes. I have it later on. And they're, they're, Chadwick is the older one who's two years older than Webster. And that family line is actually still in Harry Potter. Yes. In I think I think he got sorted at the same time as Harry in that generation, in that year rather. Yes. Um Terry Boot. Yes. Ravenclaw. Yes. So anyway, um she wants to save the kids because it's terrible what happened, and William's like, whatever, they're gonna die, it doesn't matter. And he, she says, hey, if you carry one of the kids, because I can't carry both of them, you, I will consider your debt to me paid. You are no longer indebted to me. He's like, fine. So they carry the kids back to her house, and he disappears. Mm-hmm. And she's mad. And she, yeah. But then she ends up caring for the boys and help, helps to heal them and stuff. But they're in such bad shape that she couldn't leave them um, for a a while, but it starts to bother her that the parents had been murdered and just left there. So once they're able to be left alone, even for a little bit, she goes back to the area to try to at least bury them. Mm-hmm. And when she gets there, she notices that there's somebody there. James. James. J- this guy who had also come over with them um, to the U.S., he has buried them and he picks up their wands and what 
is all realizes is their wands. And she's like, oh, goodness, this guy is a muggle. Mm-hmm. Is a no match. Um, she can't hide the magic from him once they go back to her house. Because they go back to her house because she's like, oh, I have the kids. And he's like, oh, my God, the kids. So he's scared because, hello, magic. And the kids, Azalt realizes that they're magical. Mm -hmm. So she can't hide their magic. She can't hide her magic. She's like, "Uh, I I like having somebody around, so I won't obliviate him right now. But I will eventually. Never happens because she falls in love with him. Yeah, she adopts the two boot boys. The boot boys ends up being her boys. Mm-hmm. And James ends up being her James. Yep. And I think that the parents' wands don't actually work very well. No, they're they're broken beyond repair. Yeah. And the cores die. Yep. Um, so eventually as they're growing up, she tells them stories about the story she heard about Hogwarts, mm-hmm. she tells them. And they're like, hey, can we go back? And she's like, mm, no, for reasons. And she won't tell them why. Mm-hmm. But she promises them that she will make... She put Chad, Chadwick? She promises Chadwick that when he turns 11, she'll make sure that he gets a wand. Mm-hmm. And the night before his birthday, she has a dream where she goes to the river and she's able to carve off a piece of the horned serpent's horn horn to craft a wand. And then she wakes up and And literally it happens that way. Does just that. Yes. Um, And James is actually really good at stonework and And carpentry. carpentry. Mm -hmm. So together they make his wand. Mm -hmm. And she starts teaching him magic. Yep. And Using they, the one that she stole from Gormleith. Yes. yes. And then the same thing happens when Webster turns 11. She goes back down to the river, carves off some more of the, the horn, and has another wand made. Um, that's when they decide that they're going to make the school, and based off of the stories from, from it's later on in there. Yeah. Based off of the stories from Hogwarts, they decide that they're also going to have four houses, and each of them chooses a house. Um, so there's the Horned Serpent, obviously that's the one that, that um, Isol picks. There's the Thunderbird, which I think is Chadwick, the one who picks it. I think so. The Wampus. Uh, the Thunderbird is basically like, think of it kind of like... Thunder Phoenix. Thunder kind Phoenix. Of. That can cause thunderstorms with mm-hmm. flaps of its wings. The Wampus is the one that that Webster picks. I think it's a panther-like creature that is incredibly fast. Yes, and it's got like six legs. Like it's it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then James picks James, the only non-magical person, Mm -hmm. picks Puckwudgie because he loves the stories of William. William. Yeah. Um, And so tiny little school. But in the area, it becomes really well known, mm-hmm. and they start accepting essentially day students. Mm-hmm. Um, and they build they build their school. Um, James build the school. Azalt mm-hmm. James head the school, and they have nobody else living there except for the boys. Yep, and then they have and then they have their twin girls. Yep, um, Martha 
who is named after James's mom, and Rianok, who is named after Azot's mom. So, unfortunately, even though it's renowned in the magical community in the U.S., it doesn't, it's not renowned everywhere else, obviously, but it is getting a name for itself in the U.K. Mm-hmm. And nobody pays any attention to it until Gormlaith hears that there's it's this, Ilver. it's called Ilvermorny, and that the person who started it is nicknamed Morrigan. So she's like this little wench. Mm-hmm. So I'm she makes her way. She makes her way the same way that Azult made her way. She made her way to the U.S. Mm-hmm. She cut off her hair, dressed up as a boy, and to add insult to injury, one under the name of William Sayer, Azult's father, who she murdered. Mm-hmm. Um. So I swear to goodness, what, and what? she's mad because she's like. I heard that she got married to a muggle. This was the thing I was trying to prevent. Mm-hmm. What the actual heck is happening? Yep. So she get one night. She appears at the gates of Overmorning. And she she, she does a couple things. Yes. So the first thing she does is she puts the James and is all to sleep. She casts a spell that puts them to sleep in a deep, deep sleep. And then she puts her wand to sleep. Then the second thing is she puts her wand to sleep. She says something in parcel tongue because Azalt didn't know that this is what happened, that because it was handed down, that it was the the core of it was actually part of the basil a bas the basilisk horn. Well this is actually gonna come up when we do the wand episode. Yes. Is that wands are quasi sentient. Yes. They are as sentient as a non animate object can be. Yes. They learn and develop personalities of their own. Yes. So this was actually like sort of like like a like a, a keyword phrase mm-hmm. that would put the core itself to sleep or awaken it. Yes. Depending on how it was passed down or used or if it was ever stolen. Right. So she uses the parcel tongue keyword and puts the core to sleep. So it doesn't work as a lawn. It's just a piece of wood now. Yeah. Um which is interesting. Again, we find out that the core is a piece of basilisk horn. Thing. Thing. Whatever. Same. Same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, she she obviously doesn't realize how powerful or how well trained the boot kids are. Because, Which is impressive. Because they actually... So, Chadwick goes down first Mm -hmm. and starts battling her with his walk. But then he slowly starts... Right. But she's impressed. Mm -hmm. He's even with her because she doesn't realize how good he's going to be Mm -hmm. at first. And she's like, you must be pure blood. Tell me about your parents while she's fighting him. Also, let it be known that she has used dark magic on herself... To make her partially impervious to magic. Right. And she has... The one she's using, she begrudgingly got from Hollowander. Mm-hmm. So she's fully powered. Yes. More than an average witcher yes. wizard. Yes. So then um, Webster comes down and he starts battling alongside Chadwick. And they're fairly even. 
And what she doesn't realize is that on top of them being well trained mm -hmm. by assault, mm -hmm. they have the horned serpent horn shavings in their core as their cores for their wands. And because it came from the same serpent, mm -hmm. when they battle together, the, the their power one. is amplified. Dude, it was like I was reading it and I was like, this is what I needed from a Harry Potter story. Right. Oh, because I like don't get me wrong, the twin core between Harry and Voldemort is cool. But the resonance between the is so cool. But I fanboy. She's so over her. OP, she's mm -hmm. so overpowered mm -hmm. that they start having problems. Mm -hmm. To the point where she starts pushing them back into the house. Mm -hmm. And it isn't until the commotion is so loud that it, it wakes up the babies mm -hmm. that Gormley doesn't even know about. Mm -hmm. That the cries of the babies wake up James and the vault. Yep. Like, nothing can wake them up. Not even the sounds of battles. Mm -hmm. But let your little baby girls cry and your mama and papa instincts wake you up. Yep. Okay. But everything seems to be lost. Because she's too OP. Mm-hmm. So, James, another James who's trying to save his family... Gets in front of everyone. Don't do that to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gets in front of everyone and is trying to get her to stop. And Azalt is afraid that Gormlaith, her crazy aunt, is going to kill not only James, but steal, kill everybody else and steal her kids. Which is mm -hmm. actually her plan yep. at this point. Mm -hmm. And she calls for her father. Just pure in, instinct. In, in, in desperation. Like in desperation, she calls out for her father. And she says, William. And for the first time in 10 years, mm -hmm. William the Pupwudgie shows up and annihilates Gormleith mm -hmm. with one of his poison arrows. Because Pupwudgies are known to be able to have poison arrows. They, they so are she, archers. Basically. Yes, they are archers. So everything that she had done and the poison that from the poison arrows combined made it so that she was just obliterated. Mm -hmm. And by obliterated, she turned into dust. Yep. And her wand cracked and burned and died. And by the way, the 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 heirloom wand mm -hmm. still didn't work. Still didn't she work. She actually had to use one of the, the boys' wands to fight. Yeah. Um, and she ends up actually burying the wand. And in that place is a tree that they can't chop down, they can't burn, nothing happens. The leaves come off, and the leaves are magical. Yep. And the the wand, the wood from it is wand-quality wood mm -hmm. that is, like, supremely powerful. Yes. Oh, remember that she has these other kids that are yes. coming to the school. Mm -hmm. The horned serpent, the, the horn from the horned serpent, the shavings, mm -hmm. are only used for her kids. Yep. She she knows in her head, in her heart, that it's only meant for her family. Okay, so at this point, she now is like... She's nothing... There's, there's nothing no shadow stubbornness. in her heart anymore. Yeah, so now she's able to expand the school and start accepting more kids, and she hires more teachers. And William, the first thing he says to her is... Really? This is the first time you've uttered my name in ten years? Really? And it's only to save you? Really? <laughs> and she thinks thinks better of it and doesn't mention, hey, I wasn't actually trying to call you, but thanks. 
<laughs> um, and he begrudgingly enters into, I don't think it was begrudgingly, I think he missed her. He did. He begrudgingly enters into a contract with him and a, a bunch of other Pakwajis to come and guard the school. Yep. Um, which I think is cool. But because because they're allowed to expand and take more students in, mm-hmm. they hire teachers. They add the the, the boarding school yeah. portion, like Hogwarts. They make it bigger. It ends up being, being Hogwarts. like Hogwarts, yeah. like the U.S. Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find that Chadwick, the older boot boy, um, he ends up becoming an accomplished and well traveled wizard who authored Chadwick's Charms, volumes one through seven which are standard texts at Ilvermorny. He ended up marrying a Mexican healer named Josefina Calderon, and the Calderon Boot family remains one of Wizarding America's most prominent today. And this is where I was wrong. Webster becomes an aura for hire, and Mm -hmm. when he ends up going to London to hunt down a dark wizard, he falls in love with an Irish witch from the the Ministry of Magic, Mm -hmm. and that's how the family got the boot family returned home yeah and that's where his his descendants are now being educated at hogwarts. Boot ends yep. up being educated mm-hmm. at hogwarts um so of the two girls martha the older twin she ends up being a squid and although they love her and treat her wonderfully at Ilvermorny, mm-hmm. it's too much for her to be around magic and not be able to do it yep. so she ends up marrying uh nomad from the uh, Pocomotuk tribe nearby, and she lives her happy little muggle life. Yeah. Uh, Rionak, the younger twin, she actually ends up being super duper awesome, and mm-hmm. she teaches defense against the dark arts for years at Ilvermorny. She never gets married, and it's actually sad. believed that the reason she doesn't get married is because she's a parcel tongue. She's a parcel mouth. Mm-hmm. And she realizes that that's something that was inherited. Mm-hmm. And, and she doesn't want to continue the, the gaunt bloodline. She doesn't realize that it's still continued in the UK. Yep. But she's like, it dies in the US with me. Yep. And then, um, yeah. Issel and James live to 100. Over 100, it mm-hmm. And that whole time, they're the co-headmaster and headmistress of Ilvermorny. Mm-hmm. And they accept everyone. Um, marble statues of Isolt and James flank the front doors of Ilvermorny Castle. The doors open onto a circular room topped by a glass uh, cupola. I love that. <laughs> I just love the look of it. A wooden balcony runs along the room, one floor above. Otherwise, the space is empty, except for four enormous wooden carvings representing the houses. The Horned Serpent, the Panther Wampus, the Thunderbird, and the Pukwudgie. So, ha, okay. So we have to talk about the four houses. The houses are actually thought to represent the, um, the witch or wizard as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the warrior, the healer, um, right? And there's like other the, there's the other two. I don't remember what they are right now, but yeah, I'm actually looking it up right now okay. because I I felt bad about it. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about the sorting ceremony before you look it up. Yes. While the rest of the school watches from the circular balcony overhead, new students file into the round entrance hall. Okay. Yes. Before we go there. Yes. 
it's said that the Moony houses are represented to the whole witch. Um, the mind is represented by the horned serpent. Mm-hmm. The body is represented by Wampus. Mm-hmm. The heart by Puckwudgie, and the soul by Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. Others say that the horned serpent favors scholars, Wampus favors warriors, Puckwudgie favors healers, and Thunderbird favors adventurers. Which all makes sense, if you think yep. about it, based off of what we know. Mm-hmm. So now let's go back to the sword and ceremony. Because yes. I think this is amazing and I would love it. If this is the... Co- Stopping. Okay. They, st- <laughs> they stand around the walls and one by one are called to stand on the symbol of the Gordian knot set into the middle of the stone floor. In silence, the school then waits for the enchanted carvings to react. If the horned serpent wants a student... The crystal set into its forehead will light up. If the wampus wants a student, it roars. The thunderbird signifies the approval by beating its wings, and the puckwudgie will raise its arrow into the air. Should more than one carving signify its wish to include the student in its house, the choice rests with the student. Very rarely, perhaps once a decade, a student is offered a place in all four houses. Serafina Pickery, President of Makuza from 1920 to 1928. That we see in, in Fantastic Beasts. Yes. Actually, no. In, the, in the first, first one. one. Um, was the only witch of her generation so honored, and she chose Horned Serpent. So, again, the sorting ceremony isn't the only difference that we see. Um, once students have been allocated to their house, they are led into a large hall where they select or are selected by a wand. Again, wand lore, we're going to get into it later. The wand uh, the wand chooses you. You don't choose the wand. Yes. Um, Until the 1965 repeal of Rappaport's Law, which enforced very strict uh, conformity with the Statue of Secrecy, no child was allowed a wand until they arrived at Overmorning. Moreover... Wands had to be left at Elvermorning during vacations, and only upon attaining 17 years of age was the Witcher Wizard legally allowed to carry a wand outside school. You know what? It makes sense, though. Because these naturally naturally magical people, if they have something to focus that magic, they're more likely to make mistakes with it. Yep. The robes of Elvermorning are blue and cranberry. The colors honor Isolt and James. Blue, because it was Isolde's favorite color, and because she had wished to be in Ravenclaw House as a child. <laughs> That's right! Cranberry in honor of James's love of cranberry pie. Which I made this mm-hmm. week, and it's delicious. Also, when I first read it, I was like, really? Did you know that cranberries are actually one of the few fruits or berries indigenous to the United States? I did not know that. Boom. There you go. But when I first read that, after his favorite pie, I was like, really? But now I think about it, why does everything have to be so serious? Yeah. Why can't it just be a pure love it was, of something and that's it? It was her favorite color and his favorite pie. Yeah. Boom. Like, perfect. What more do you need? Yeah. So I, I, in the end, I'm like, perfect. All Ilvermorny students' robes are fastened by a gold Gordian knot in memory of the brooch Isolt found in the ruins of the original Ilvermorny cottage. Her mommy's necklace. And even to this day, Pukwudgie still guard the school. Even though they grumble about it all the time. Mm -hmm. And they insist that they don't want to be there. But, I mean, nobody's making them show up every year. Mm -hmm. And there's one particularly old creature who answers to the name of William. Mm -hmm. And 
if you suggest that he's the original William, he laughs and he's like, sure, you do realize that that William would be over 300 years old had he lived this long. But nobody knows how long exactly Pukwudgies live. So it could very well be him. Um, So, I'm going to, because this one's sad. William refuses to let anybody else polish the marble statue of Isolde at the entrance of the school, and on the anniversary of her death every year, he may be seen laying mayflowers on her tomb, something that puts him in a particularly bad temper if anyone is tactless enough to mention it. Yeah. It's William. Yeah. But that's that's it. And then school number seven? Mm Mm-hmm. Hogwarts. Oh, don't get me started. Hogwarts, we know, four founders, um, Gryffindor, Godric Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Helga Hufflepuff, Rowena Ravenclaw for Ravenclaw, and Mm. Salazar Slytherin for Slytherin House. And we know what they value. We've talked about it a few times already. What, who they admitted to their houses. Number one, why they started Hogwarts um, was to give witches and wizards in Europe, or in the UK at least, a safe haven because they were being hunted down and being, you know, attacked and burned at the stake and all that stuff. So, um, so I think it's good to note here mm-hmm. that, you know how Uwagadu has the dream messengers, mm-hmm. where that's how people are told that they're going into school? Mm-hmm. We don't really know how they're. it's decided that they're going to go to school, but we do know how it's decided that somebody gets accepted into Hogwarts. And I mentioned it before, yes, and it a long time ago. Way at the beginning. But and it for is, a refresher, there's two books. No. Yes, there is. No. There's one There's book, one book, but there's the and two, there's the two, two pens. Yes. So is, there is the Quill of Acceptance mm-hmm. and the Book of Admittance. Mm-hmm. So the book... The quill is going to write your name down if it no, rec- yeah. if it recognizes you as magical. Yes. The book will only open for the quill to write your name down if you're magical enough. Yes. So, like, think of it like everybody has a little bit of magic in them. Mm-hmm. But if you can't focus that magic, the book ain't going to open but for if you. But if you don't have enough magic in you, or even the potential to have enough magic in you, it won't open. Yes. So there's actually a story that the quill was all ready to write down Neville's name, but the book didn't want to open for him at first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, leave him alone. Um, and there's, there's obviously a bunch of things that have happened at Hogwarts. A lot of famous ex-pupils. Um, that, I mean, that's an episode on its own. There's Newt Scamander from Fantastic Beasts. I mean, Albus Dumbledore, the current headmaster in where we are right now in the books. Um, Harry Potter. Um, And even though it's more infamous than famous, Tom Riddle, um, Severus Snape, all the the, the Death Eaters and stuff, who were actually powerful witches and wizards on their own. Like... You don't want to give accolades to someone who does evil things, but like Bellatrix Lestrange was a powerful witch, mm-hmm. very powerful. Um, 
So, I mean, there's all those people who, who are exceptional for good and bad reasons. Um, Dolores Umbridge. Although we... I think she's more hated than Voldemort himself yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. She... Right, but she's... So. She's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. She was able to create a quill that magically... In your hand, used your blood to as ink mm-hmm. for you to write. That's and the more that she you invented. wrote, she invented it. And the more you wrote, it actually etched the words into your hand, into the back of your hand. Mm-hmm. She invented that. It's a terrible invention. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's a. It's a goal. reluctantly to reluctant to say it, but it's an impressive invention. It's an impressive invention. And I mean, like Ollivander also went to Hogwarts. I'm assuming. It, yes, it sounds like he did. Um. So. Heroes of the Second Great Wizarding War attended Hogwarts. Yes. So, like, the list goes on. And on, on and on. And on Oliver and on. Wood, who ended up. Going to Pottermere. Oh my god! <laughs> Goodbye. So, so if, I had to. If you guys want an actual in-depth history of Hogwarts, I think Jen wouldn't mind doing it. I wouldn't mind doing it. It's just There's we so we lot. it's so much information that I would have to spend. I already spent like four hours writing up what we talked about today. Four hours writing it. Imagine another two hours researching it to make sure what was going to go into it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. But I, I think I wanted to talk about the other schools because we know everything we can about Hogwarts from the books and the movies and the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Why not also find out more about the other schools who are, that are just as important as Hogwarts? They have their thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope. Wh- what's your favorite school out of the ones that we learned about? Let's Over not right. count. Darn it! I I mean, Hogwarts is forever in my heart. Yes. But I think outside of Hogwarts, it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. No. So if I set Hogwarts aside, it's Overmorning. Yeah. I mean, I like the Japanese school. I, I wish I could put comp pieces of all of the schools together mm-hmm. and make a 12th school. <laughs> I think that it would be very cool if, suggestion, if someone went out there and wrote, like, stuff about the other schools. They seem unique and have their own character. Yeah. I think it's a wasted opportunity to not expand the world a little bit. It's not a needed expansion, but a welcome one. We'll take all the fanfic possible. I mean, go for it. Who knows? I write something. Who knows? But this has been our episode about magical schools. And everything else. And a little bit of everything else. Yeah. But, I mean, it's one of those... The schools themselves are really important because the people who come out of the schools are important. The traditions from the schools are important. The legacies of the schools are important. And that's the big thing. Hogwarts legacy. Sorry. 
which comes on next year. Woo! That's I, it. I need the game already. Well, it doesn't come out until next year, so you can't get the game. But I want it ready. Me too. Okay. So we're done. Yep. We're going to see if we can scrounge up some food because our sister came up to tell us that she was making food like an hour ago. And I'm hungry. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.